Okay. So what comes to mind when you hear the word cruffin? A burnt muffin. Yeah. Burnt muffin. Crusty muffin. Crispy muffin. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. That was my thing. That was what I thought it was. Okay. And I can thank my cousin Merritt for this, introducing me to this, because she's a huge foodie. A cruffin is croissant pastry baked in a muffin tin filled with cream and then topped with sugar. If anyone knows... That sounds like a bad day at the dentist. It looks like the most (laughs) amazing thing since that I could have found in a while. Anyways, you can get it without the cream filling or with the cream filling. And if anyone knows where I can find one of these things in Saskatoon... Please contact me. Did she make it? <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. No, no, no. She sent it to me on Instagram. It oh, was, like, from I see. Some bakery in, in, like, the UK. And it is my current life goal right now to find one of these things. Like, so you, my poor core. You basically wait, wait, just weren't me, in the room wait, where Sam, it happened. Sam, Sam, let yes. me just say this. Let me say this. This is such a British thing to show up, take foods from two different parts of the world and <laughs> atrocious like everyone level. just glossed well, over my segue right there <laughs> just... well your segue doesn't work because it's a name in a song you have to do the actual name of the play right because <laughs> why are you acting like a burr bro why are you acting like a burr you wish you were Alexander Hamilton no, <laughs> no. I'm just gonna say <laughs> no <laughs> whoever no. knows where I can find them no. mine was phenomenally better that was for <laughs> It was no, so no. <laughs> it wasn't forced because you are using something that's not even the title of the play. I'm sorry. I just said she wasn't in the room where uh-huh. it happened. <laughs> so, Pam, you can find them. There's a bakery in the city of Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> um... <laughs> still... Thank you, Michael, but that's still too far. <laughs> Let's start the show. All right. Uh, before we do introduce ourselves, I wasn't around last week. And I heard something that I massively, massively disagree with. Uh-oh. Which is... <laughs> and oh, the only no. person who maybe kind of slightly caught on to my point of view was Michael. Uchi. <laughs> yeah. You thought Gal Gadot's performance was bad. Yeah. And I was like, I that was literally the only redeeming quality for that movie to me i thought her acting with what she was given was good but it the rest of the movie just did not i don't know the scene with her on the pillar when she was tearing up after she lost her powers that was good acting to me um okay okay fine yeah let's put it this way she has her moments of good acting in the movie Mm -hmm. but as an overall performance it was lackluster compared to how much she has improved over the years. Right, right. Okay. The second thing is that you guys thought this movie was bad. 
This movie wasn't bad. Yes. This movie the... was an atrocity. It, it wasn't just bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to lay into you. <laughs> I was just okay. I'm glad you covered yourself. Like, whoa. Okay. Whoa. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is this, okay. is this, is this is how Sam is going to get because... me Because... <laughs> Listen, people didn't people didn't feel I am I I feel like our listeners probably know already that out of the four of us, I am maybe the one DC fan that actually has hope but keeps getting disappointed every time. And this is I'm just throwing my two cents in here before we carry on this episode. Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> is a movie that uh you know what? Let's just put it this way. Ben Affleck's Batman, okay, in nowhere made reference to the fact that at some point, uh, America was about to get nuked by, by Russia. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so, <laughs> there's so many things. Also, what? no one wished for world peace. No one was a good enough person to just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to wish for a good thing. Because, because it was in the Miss America pageant. <laughs> because we're all, we're all selfish, self-centered humans who, yeah. who don't care about anything else other than our own goals, I guess. And the president Listen, just wanted more news. Wait, just... wait, wait, wait. Let me say it. The movie is a reflection of America. So it's just Americans. <laughs> Yeah. It's so, America sucking its own dick. So and many, like I said in the last so podcast. So many questions. Anyways, anyway, welcome to on. the Northern Critic. <laughs> yes. I laid, in, I laid into that. That was a minute uh, I just put in should there. We, should we say movie or should we say play? Uh, well, I'm getting there. It's like... Um, we, we haven't introduced ourselves yet. <laughs> so, um, welcome to the Northern Critic. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, guns and ships, and Walker. <laughs> Michael Navakshinov. <laughs> and Pam Hinshark. Um, for those just tuning in, if this is your first time, um, the Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that focuses on audience or host handpicked films, or in this case, a musical, um, based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All of the review points on the films and the one musical that we review are based off of our opinions and the opinions of guests that we do have on this show. Um, however, for this episode, we do not have a guest uh, because COVID. However, we do have our fearless leader back. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say fearless. Yeah. I was I was afraid of that movie from last week. That's why I didn't show oh, up. Oh, you sure, sure, <laughs> sure were. <laughs> I watched that movie. I was like, yeah, not, no, I guess. Not happening. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> he needed time to process the trauma. <laughs> I, I like to imagine Sam was just sat in the corner of his room, hugging his knees, rocking back and forth. <laughs> like, was that a movie? Oh I listen. But this I is wanted, what DC does to its fans. I wanted so like I. You guys saw the in the group chat. I literally sent the music from the soundtrack of like sorry the, the music from the trailer, and I was just that it was. I I expected more of a Stranger Things vibe, you know. And I just, I, I was disappointed. I just, I expected a fresh take, but it was not a fresh take. Um, it, it was just... almost like, I am glad I haven't had to experience that kind of disappointment through media, barring the Game of Thrones catastrophe. <laughs> we don't speak about Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, but here's Anyways, the thing. let's it's, talk it's about the It's fun talking on Wonder Woman. 
but <laughs> we're going to dump on Hamilton this week. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> what do you mean? Me? <laughs> no, no, no. What do you mean? You. We? White women. What do you mean? We? I'm not. I'm not about to get canceled online. So, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I'm gonna start a racial war if Pam started saying these things. I'm coming to North Belfield. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> You won't be able to make it because it'll be snowed in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the highways are all closed, safe. <laughs> on this episode of the podcast, we are reviewing the musical Hamilton. Um, Hamilton is an American musical and is sung and rapped through. Uh, so it's it, it's a unique urban take on, I guess, modern theater. Uh, it was. It was written or made rather by Lin Manuel Miranda. A lot of you would know him from a lot of the Disney movies. He's behind a lot of good music in many Disney movies, actually. Um, uh, I think like Moana. Yeah, he did Moana. <laughs> yeah, he did, that's what I saw. He's done some other things too, I believe. Um, he, I think he did some things for Soul even as well. Um, it tells the story of American founding father Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Miranda said he was inspired to write the musical after reading the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton by Ron Cherno. Um, the show draws heavily from hip hop as well as R&B, pop, soul, and traditional style show tunes and casts non-white actors as the founding fathers and historical figures. Miranda described Hamilton as about America then as told by America now. Um, from its opening, Hamilton received critical acclaim. It premiered off-Broadway on February 7th of 2015. Uh, speaking of which, that's about when I even came to Canada. It's my, <laughs> um, at the Public Theater, where its several-month engagement was sold out. The musical won eight Drama Desk Awards, including Outstanding Musical. It then transferred to the Richard Rogers Theater on Broadway, opening on August 6th of 2015 where it received uniformly positive reviews and high box office sales. Um, at the 2016 Tony Awards, Hamilton received a record-breaking 16 nominations and won 11 out of those 16, including Best Musical. It received the 2016 Pulitzer Prize for Drama as well. Pulitzer? Oh my goodness, this, this that's crazy. That's journalism, yeah. whatever. I mean, journalism, writing, writing. writing. Everything. Yeah. yeah, Kendrick Lamar's got a Pulitzer. Mm -hmm. I was okay, gonna say there, it's like the Nobel Award prizes for like all the other stuff. Yep. The same sort of thing as the makes Pulitzer. sense. Okay, I'm just uneducated. <laughs> uh, Today I learned. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess let's jump into initial thoughts. Whenever you guys are ready, whoever wants to go first. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> did. Did. Got to say more. Plays absolutely brilliant. Like, I remember when it was first, like, blowing up in, like, 2015, 2016, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just there, like, okay, how great could this play be? Everyone's losing their mind. It's on Broadway. It's just a bunch of snotty, higher-than-thou people saying this play's good. Mm -hmm. And then when it finally came to Disney+, Plus and I got the chance to watch it, I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, this play's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I, and like, I know it's super yeah. bro-ish, but like, okay, I really do enjoy the play. I enjoy the characters, I enjoy the cast. I I love the music. The music mm -hmm. is the best part for me about this play, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the plot is kind of weird because it's the 
fictionalized telling of Alexander Hamilton's life, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of plot details do line up, but it's over-exaggerated for theatrical reasons, right? Yeah. So, like, that's fine. I I don't like some of the historical inaccuracies, like how they're like, oh, Alexander Hamilton was, like, pre, like pro-free the slaves when there's no historical proof that he was like that, right? Uh, I mean, uh, we can get into that later. Yeah. That that's it's and that then, that's debated a little bit, but yeah. Anyway, it is debated, mm-hmm. but like he didn't free the slaves, so you know I'm not yeah. gonna give him a yeah. pass for that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's pretty black and white. I mean, I an I accidental blame, pun that kind of happened. I, um, I think if anyone is to blame, either, yeah, it's probably Jefferson. It it was all Jefferson's fault. But anyways, continue. No, no, no. <laughs> if there's someone to blame, it's Aaron Burr. <laughs> I also have to give I have to give mad respect to the cast in this play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh Diggle Dave did what's his name? The guy who did Jefferson and Lafayette. Oh and um the guy who also played Burr. Like Um it was Burr a, was Seth, such a great Seth cast. Stewart, I believe. Seth Stewart. Yeah. Such a brilliant actor, like he killed it as Burr in this movie. Yeah. Of all, great ass, great play, great, great play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who wants to go next? <laughs> I guess I I'll could, let you uh, go. Yeah. Okay. Um. So here's the thing: Disney Plus actually spoiled this musical for me because for the longest time. I the only thing I knew about this was I had listened to it like it's mixtape on Spotify like ever since 2015 2016 but I always wanted to see it live first before I ever you know saw like a bootleg version of it or something um but however covid was a thing and it was out on Disney plus and it was only a matter of time before I was going to cave in and be like okay I'll see it um I saw it over the summer when it did come out um and my friends that I kind of, you know, we went on road trips together throughout the summer and Kaya, especially my partner, would say that they got sick of me singing all of the songs from this musical nonstop and just playing it in the car all the time because of how in love with it I was. Um, It wasn't just good from a just musical and writing and just all around perspective in that. It was also kind of inspiring, right? Um the whole concept of Hamilton as, you know, someone who never gave up, you know, kept on writing like he was running out of time, all of that stuff. I found it very motivating. You know, I'm just kind of like, man, I want to be that guy. I mean, obviously without the other stuff, but still, you know, it's like, I want to be that guy. Like he just nothing was going to slow him down and he mastered his craft. Right. And that he was less focused on. I want to be president, but more focused on I want to do something that lets me live beyond that, you know. And I feel like John Adams was the perfect example of that, where he was technically a president, but no one respected him. Um, so, <laughs> so I found that interesting. I love the casting, especially of colored uh, people, people of color, as you know, American figures. Um, Mostly because, again, I like trouble, and I figured a lot of the Trump supporters would have been pissed off by that. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it, again, it's a musical that kind of infuses aspects of, you know, again, rap and R&B. And I mean, the cabinet was a rap battle. You know what I mean? So yeah. it 
like it it only makes sense you're not gonna have two white people in a rap battle and it's not gonna it's not the same let's be honest <laughs> so, so i mean yeah overall i i loved it it was done very well is it, it was relatable um you still had the king of england uh the actor who played him phenomenal even with the spitting and everything Brilliant. he's showing his descent into madness because king charles the third was like he, he he's known to be the mad king He's literally what Daenerys and like most Targaryens are based off of. Like, I'm not even kidding. Wasn't uh, King George, I think? Yeah, that's George. Was King George? George, sorry, yeah. not Charles. Jo Charles is France, my yeah. bad. Um, see, this is what you get for learning British stuff. You mix things up. Anyway, <laughs> King George III. Um, and just the way they, inf even in the beginning, before the show starts, and he's like, enjoy my show. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's just, it, it, it already tells you what you're getting yourself into. And it's, I don't know, it brilliantly done. Like, words can't describe just how great this is. And I have no doubt that seeing it live would just be so much more, you know, just more of an experience. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's my take on it. Pam, it's your turn. <laughs> we're about to fight. No, no, we're, we're not. Uh, it's going to be I mean, Jefferson Listen, versus... this is part three of four. Part three but... is where you like you present the counter argument. Okay. And then part four is the correct take. Yeah. See, okay, I feel like this movie for you guys is like when the first time I saw Rent and the first time I saw Les Mis. And I mean, okay gonna preface this by the saying this i'm an ex-theater and choir kid from high school so anyways moving on um i didn't love this play musical movie thing but i didn't hate it either um the first 45 minutes were a little lackluster for me but then it got better and, like, there are parts of it that I did really enjoy. I thought the casting was completely phenomenal. Um, but like, the music's not particularly my my taste, but that's more of, like, a personal opinion. I could see how other people do enjoy it, and I, like, I appreciate what they, what they tried to do with this. Um, and I think watching a stage performance on television or like on a in movie format kind of just took me out of it a little bit and i feel like maybe i'd have a better review of this if i was actually like sitting in an audience watching it um and i mean this was my first time i saw it and the first time i saw rent i didn't like rent either and then i saw rent live and now it's probably one of my favorite musicals mm -hmm. um but yeah overall like the prince george numbers were absolutely hilarious uh, and I enjoyed the cabinet. <laughs> I enjoyed the cabinet rap battle. Um, and, but you know what? Honestly, Alexander Hamilton's character drove me a little nuts. I did not like him at all. But it, it just, I, I didn't. I, and I think my biggest thing, and this is like from reading some reviews after the biggest critique that people found wrong with this, um play was the founder's chic is i believe what it was called where they it seems kind of like even though the play didn't forgive what jefferson and hamilton and may or may have not done way back when but it's almost like all of a sudden it was okay in this play you know what i mean it's it's kind of hard to explain but that's that, that was just my biggest thing with it but overall will i watch it again 
maybe a second viewing might change my opinions. But it was just overall kind of okay for me. It didn't elicit any strong feelings. Okay. Gucci, that was not what you were expecting, was it? <laughs> oh, no, I'm still on my way, Fluffy, yet. We've got the guns and the ships. <laughs> Gunships, <laughs> even. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I am not a theater kid. Um, I, I do not have any of that background like Pam does. Uh, I'm a metal I, I, I equally have experience in theater, but I just didn't want to say anything. I, <laughs> it's like, I, I'm not a big fan of musicals. Like, nothing about this is my thing, right? Mm -hmm. So when I say it's pretty good... <laughs> like to factor that in okay like I, i'm not i'm not th as thrilled as uchi and sam were about it but i actually I, I was pretty impressed with this right um my biggest complaint because i did start to feel the burn at the two hour mark yeah. mm -hmm. um I did have yeah. to split this up into two viewings, honestly, to finish it. Yeah. And this is why there's an intermission. Okay, like... I had to do the. <laughs> That's why I actually, yeah. like, I, I should have just stopped at the intermission and like picked it up the next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I <laughs> pressed forward a little bit too far. Um, excuse me. You may want to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Um, so, where do I want to go with this? I thought the performances were really good. Um, I was just watching like this documentary on musicals, or it wasn't on musicals, but it was like on Auto Tune and whatnot the other day, mm -hmm. and they were talking about how like they doctor the performance from musicals and so forth. So you kind of wonder how much that was factored in. Obviously, it's for the betterment of it because it's it sounds really really good. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's to the point where, like when you go to concerts, usually the singers are a little off, but I didn't yeah. hear that here. So. It was obviously tuned up a little bit because there's no way people can deliver a performance that that, that is that good while they're like running around on stage at the same time, right? Well, and like that's what so, I was thinking. Like I can like my favorite thing in the world. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the effort that went into this production. Mm -hmm. It was phenomenally well done, just on a pure technical level. In terms of the music, um, I think I think the songs are about fifty-fifty for me. There is this particular section in like the later two thirds of the movie, not two thirds, uh, like the final third, sorry, where a lot of the songs were almost like discordant, if that makes sense. And I really didn't like a lot of them in that later part. Uh, you mean kind of like? But I thought the music together is that what you're trying to? Remember? No, 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 I no. I just having that same punch. Yeah, it's like the music. It, yeah. it almost, it almost just faded into the background. Like it just, it, it wasn't very catchy. Maybe okay. uh, I don't know. The yeah. first, the first third of the movie, the songs they, like I was like, holy hell, these are really good performances. These are really good songs. I would <laughs> legitimately just listen to this. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. Spoiler territory. The part hits history. Obviously, the part before he's about to die and after he dies. I yeah. thought a lot of those songs were just kind of meh, right? The, the, so the them like writing to each other part, or I think it's definitely songs it's, like after. It's the... a solid thirty-minute chunk. It's Is not it like just like one or two songs, um, and I can't yeah, remember can... exactly when it happened. Is mm -hmm. it like after the pamphlets, like yeah. after he snitched on himself? Because I thought yeah. after he snitched on himself, this music wasn't just the same, you know, like no. it, it really I... dropped See, off I there. Thought... 
But then at at this point too, you have to remember say, the amount of work it's already gone to produce the songs you've already heard. So at that point, I was well, just like, okay. in my head, I was like, he's one human. Like, he's not going to keep making blockbuster after <laughs> yeah, book. No, okay, okay. <laughs> you know? Listen, we're not taking away the effort from this music, right? Yeah. It's right. still amazing. No. We're just saying right. it's not as strong as the first half. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just pointing out the, the fact that this movie, I'm like, let me finish. Um, the, the movie kind of didn't end on a banger, right? Yeah. It just, it, it led with its best foot forward, and then it kind of went out with a whimper is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So that's, well, like that wife. kind of... Seriously, (laughs) he's not gonna throw away his shot, and then he shoots it into the air at the end of the movie. (laughs) That's that's the irony of it. That's the whole point. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Michael, are you done with your initial? I I think that's it. Um, I I guess the casting is the only other thing I want to touch on, where the fact that they just kind of assigned people roles regardless like of race or whatever the founding fathers were mm-hmm. that was good because i'm all for um like they're doing a stage performance guys we're already suspending our disbelief mm-hmm. um yeah. if it was like a, a t- historical film maybe i'd be a little opposed to it but it's a stage performance give it to the people who are talented and have the capability of doing it right so that was a really good choice and it worked it it fit the musical beautifully and that's all Mm -hmm. i can't i just want to say a couple things i agree with that like giving it to the people who have the talent um but with the music i found like you know how i said after the first 45 minutes it got better for me i found the music in the very first part was and then it got really good in that middle section an hour hour and a half and then that last 45 minutes to an hour was kind of just yeah petered off and started kind of not having like the first 45 minutes i found sounded very similar all the songs kind of flooded together the only time i could really notice the difference is when the women were singing um and then the middle part had all these definitions and we're like really telling a story with the music. And then the last half, it was like, okay, you had to really pay attention to not only what was going on on stage, but also the lyrics and the music. And it would just kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, you know what? You're right about the first couple songs being a little flat as well. Uh, but I kind of didn't remember because I was, I was only like half paying attention. And then there was one point where it's like my attention moved over to the second screen and I was exclusively watching the movie. I wasn't like twiddling my thumbs on the computer at the same time, which mm-hmm. is off quite often how I watch things, right? And the fact that it was able to like grab me that effectively uh, is it like a testament to how darn good that middle <laughs> half of this musical was, right? Yep. As soon as nonstop that like that piece started, I was like, because that's when that's that was after the intermission, I believe. To me, that's when things started getting more interesting because, you know, he talks about Hamilton again and he's like, the guy is nonstop. And then he's like talking to like the basically the cabinet and like just putting things in place and all of that. And he's like the stage pieces of people running around and all of that happening. And then after that is like, oh, Thomas Jefferson's back and like he's he might be a problem. And it's like that to me, the conflict inside of the. Well, over that, then there wasn't an oval an oval office, but I guess the the parliament or the capital, the people who formed the capital at that time, 
was more interesting to me, especially now that we're in sort of not really a similar, but, you know, quite, I guess, quite similar predicament where you have two sides of government being like, we're not going to agree with each other. Um, if you ask me, I think we need an Alexander Hamilton right now, um, or America yeah. does anyways. Um, but it, it was interesting because it's just this guy basically was able to kind of compromise but still get his way. And he justifies that by being like, you know, you play the game and when you play the game, you know, you 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 win, like you try to win the game. And like he got what he mm-hmm. wanted. And, you know, Aaron Burr kind of goes, I want to be in that room where it all happened. And it's just I, I, all of that was just kind of like, I don't know, it was relatable because it's like, imagine you're, I don't know, imagine you're at work or something and some new guy, I, I don't know, maybe you've been working there for like five years, six years. And then some new guy just comes in and all of a sudden your manager is just kind of like, I want to listen to his ideas. And then you're like, well, what about my ideas? And your manager's like, well, you did you have ideas? You never told me about them because you were maybe scared to get fired or something. So the, so basically when you do it, it's like you're copying off the new guy. I don't know. It's just kind of like that similar kind of thing. Was, I don't know. I just thought life was funny that way. And the, the, the musical did a really good job at showing that sometimes it might be better to just go with your gut and just stay true to what you believe in rather than just be quiet on the sidelines and do nothing. Um, and again, that's to all the people out there who are like, if I don't see racism, it's not my problem. And it's like, that's, that's not how it works. You, you got to do something, man. Um, but anyways, that's just, let me say, I can't be racist. I don't see color. Yeah. And it's like that, that's not how this works. No, if you don't, again, if you don't stand for anything, what do you fall for? You know, Hamilton literally asked that. It's a a bird, a little bird. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, if you don't stand for anything, well, like, why are you alive? (laughs) Why are you here? You're useless. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I need to break this up because it's so funny. Because I watched this with my roommate, Michael, right? Yeah. And I love the fact that there were three jewels throughout the play, right? Mm-hmm. In the second jewel, Hamilton lost his son because of his terrible advice. It's like, oh, when you get to the jewel, just point your gun in the sky and the <laughs> other guy won't shoot you. Yeah. And then what does he go and do at the end? The He's same like, hey, thing. this guy hates me. I made him lose the presidency. What am I going to do? Shoot my gun in the sky. Mm-hmm. Hmm, and I was that'll just, work. That'll work. And I <laughs> sat there I'm like, man, Hampton is a terrible person. Look what he did. He cheated on his wife. Got his son killed. <laughs> goes get he himself got himself killed. killed the same way. <laughs> what that? That's the the whole point of the story was he's Hamilton. Like he wasn't perfect, right? Like he's a flawed character, which I'm it's like really we all good. we all are, you know, in a sense. Um, and I guess it kind of state it, it. This is where historical accuracy kind of comes into play because usually, um, I back in the eight, I I researched this luckily beforehand. Usually. You know, 1800s, early 1900s, dueling, yes, was a thing, but more often than not, people didn't really die. Like, you'd get injured, sometimes mortally injured, and, like, you might die, you know, later on after your injury. Um, But, you know, usually whoever the the challengee is, so the challenger asks for a duel, but the challengee gets to pick what weapons they use, right? So you could use a sword, you could use a musket, whatever you want to use. Um, well, most of the time it's like once one person's down or like one person yields, like that's it. Like you, you need to stop. 
Um, only on ve- I, only very rare cases when it's like, okay, these two clearly hate each other. Someone needs to go. And like you, you, you kind of know when someone's going to die. You know what I mean? Like it's probably gone too far at that point, um, which is probably why they kind of outlawed it later on. Um, but not for presidency, which is a different topic. Because right, even right now in 2020, someone could, chal- could challenge Trump to a duel. And if he accepts, like it's legal. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why there's a loophole yeah. like that. But for some reason, that can be a thing right now in 2021. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I just want to say something on the... Uh, add. Oh my God. Words are hard. Add to your thing about the duels. Um, yeah. It's extremely hard, especially if you're walking away. Like, if it's a duel at 50 paces, to walk away, turn around, and even with our modern day firearms, to turn oh, around, most... pull your gun out of a holster, handgun out of a holster, and hit the target. Most... Because, I mean. Most often, they didn't even do, like, the walking away thing, that's just perpetuated by Hollywood. Most often than not, they never actually did that. It, you just had to stand across from each other in a field or something you have your stable boys and whoever is around with you guys then someone yeah. just blows a whistle or something then you pull your guns on each other right? but i'm just saying it's extremely hard as someone who shoots and hunts it's extremely hard to hit target like you have to be a very 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 accurate shooter to hit anything with a handgun like even our modern day handguns mm-hmm. now imagine a black powder handgun pistol and because those accuracies on those guns could range mm-hmm. anywhere from two oh to what <laughs> to what pebble <laughs> i understand where she's wow. coming from i understand the where she's coming aim. from yes <laughs> yes running for cover is because bullets go everywhere i mean well, keep in mind some people us. shot themselves in the foot literally in the process of dueling there's records of people <laughs> accidentally shooting themselves before they even pulled the gun so <laughs> so it happened um, but anyways, the point I was getting to is it it just shows that even back... And obviously, yeah, back then, some people would be like, yeah, like they're all macho. But when the push comes to shove, they're like, I don't really want to kill this guy. And like, I'm hoping he doesn't really want to kill me. And which is what Hamilton did. Hamilton's like, well, if you shoot at this guy, this guy's probably going to know, okay, like it's gone too far. Let's stop. Um, but clearly, Burr, as history has told and even like even if you go into like uh, um aaron burr's history he felt bad about it like he literally they put him on trial for the murder of alexander hamilton because everyone was agreed that yeah you guys did duel but typically you shouldn't have to kill him like he shot at the sky like just let it end there but burr's anger got the better of him and you know now history remembers burr as the person who killed hamilton right that's who he's remembered as even now um so you know it's just one of those things if your anger if your response to anger is to go kill someone dude you need help well yeah that was that was the case right so again which is just i i don't know i this musical did a good job in showing that that's like bringing back to the musical because like Mm -hmm. if we have to talk about alexander burr let's talk about the guy who played alexander burr like he (laughs) he sold it really well yes you know, yes. oh yeah, he was really good as mm-hmm. Alexander as Burr. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Aaron, Aaron Burr? Burr. Or... Yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. Burr. Yeah, it's so I was good. Just say, did like that scene of Burr losing the presidency, his face, Jameson is being like, "Yeah, no, you're not gonna be my VP." Oh, and no. he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, it's like I'm the president. 
But I mean, I according to history, Burr did in fact become vice president, so he's still recorded as vice president. Yeah. Uh, so. the, the theatrics, you, you gotta make it dramatize. Yeah, make Alexander look like truly the worst person ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I agree with that. But to me, actually, the person who stole—well, two people stole the show for me. Um, the first you have person. To say Dave Diggy. The, yes, so the first person who yes. stole the show for me was the guy who played both Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. He was just incredible. And the second person who stole the show for me was the actress who played Eliza. She, the pipes on that woman, oh my goodness. Oh like, God, yes. She, she was, sing. oh, <laughs> like I could feel it. That, that was, and then also like a, a mention too would be, um, Oh, I'm forgetting her name. She played the mistress, Alexander's mistress. She had a decent voice too. Um, I was gonna say the woman who played Eliza. Out of all the performances, hers, her music, her musical performance, and her like acting performance are really the only ones that I, sitting here now, thinking about, can remember vividly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. she did she did a fantastic job. Um, but yes, getting back to the main guy I was enthralled with just in general was, again, the guy who played Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. He had so much charisma on stage, yeah. and it was infectious. You could tell. Um, you Him know, coming in as Jefferson. Because, okay, let me know, like, Lafayette was my, my favorite character in the first half of the play, right? Mm-hmm. So when he switched out for Jefferson, at first I was, like, kind of sad, and then he just killed it as Jefferson. I'm like, you're technically the antagonist, but you're really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when Je- when uh, Washington's like, you don't have the votes, and he's in the background being like, ha, 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 and he's like laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what is up with this dude? <laughs> um, you know, it, he, he, he does a lot of crazy things. And then the, the actor who plays George III equally. Oh, God. You know, when he finds out that Washington's stepping down, it's like, who's this? He's like, John Adams. <laughs> and he's like... Honestly, his performance, like, when he was singing, how he was able to just keep, like, that straight... The dead uh, like, psychopath yeah. eyes. Yeah, which, which, like, the actual <laughs> real version of him was, you know? So it was so good to just see that. And- he added, like, I know it was, like, that was accurate in the portrayal of King George, but it was added a level of humor that I felt like that this, like, this play had its little smattering of comedy here and there, but I think that's what made his performances memorable and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. King George was easily the most memorable part of this for me, um, <laughs> just because of the humor. Uh, like, <laughs> it was so straight laced. <laughs> it, it was so good. Just the... <laughs> dead-eyed monster i will <laughs> kill your friends and family <laughs> to remind you of no, I, my know, love. I don't know why but i can she being like want to know why michael it's because you're white <laughs> oh uh, and also let's I'm not cut fail from to... the likes of rasputin not england <laughs> Let's not fail to mention the actor. Um, why am I? I'm forgetting his name right now. I will look it up. Who played George Washington? He was great too, in Dude, my was opinion. Brilliant. I he, he looked actually like George Washington. Like I don't know. He he had that vibe. No, of no, a no. General. he had the presence. The presence the, of yeah, Washington. He did. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Because so, like his introduction or song of "Here Comes the General." Yeah, and then he walks on the stage and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, because we are gunned, and it's like, "Oh, 
<laughs> he is killing I've only it. ever sort of seen the pictures of George Washington where he has like the the old timey white hair and like the jowls and all that. Yeah. Um so seeing like this uh what's the word I'm looking for here? We'll just say a guy who has like a really thick brow yeah. <laughs> walk on stage <laughs> did not fit my mental image. But he did a really good job. Oh my goodness. He yeah, he was, he was he looked, yeah, he he looked like a general, that's for certain. <laughs> But okay, also, wait, wait. I was like, yeah. wait, wait. if we're talking about George Washington, I love George Washington adding Burr when Burr's trying to suck up to George and it's like, hey, I love the way you fight the British from a distance. <laughs> Anthony comes in and George is like, Burr, leave. I'm yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> Close the door on your way out. <laughs> okay, this is, this is something this, this musical did very well too. It progressively showed, uh, I guess... It, you you kind of it it created its own villain in a believable way because you could see how Burr was always just kind of like I'm just the little guy trying to do what I gotta do but like I'm not getting this guy anywhere. Keeps overshadowing. Yeah, me. exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Until the one time he's actually like I'm gonna do you know I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for what I want and then when he finally does that he ends up killing Hamilton. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but himself as the bad guy. Yeah, so yeah, just cementing himself as the villain, essentially. Um, I thought that was that was great. <laughs> um, I appreciated his when he was running for office and the gesture. So that's that's also something that I guess not just for his character, but for all of the other characters as well. The subtle gestures during the musical. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, I like Aaron Burr. He seems like a guy you could have a beer with, you know? And he's in the background just, like, pumping up his fist. And he's like, yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I I love the theatrics of that. It was great. Um, you have situations where um, the Englishman is, you know, he's reading off the King's Declaration before the revolution started. And Hamilton just keeps, you know, <laughs> keeps interrupting like him. And just... <laughs> and he's going like strangely, you know, you're, you're my dog's mane and yours are the same, and he just 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 keeps being a pest. And I do, I loved that bickering, and it, it made it feel more realistic, if that makes sense. Um, which again is what's happening right now in the American Parliament. So it's, I don't know. It was I found it very I mean, relatable. I, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I don't see AOC trying to battle Mitch McConnell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, AOC like listen here, you old white man. Because <laughs> even you hear, you know, even the the rap battles. Let's get to those. This is the this is probably the last thing I'll touch on, and then whatever you guys want to say. Um, but those were very very well constructed, in my opinion, um, and the way that kind of unfolded. Because it first of all starts with Jefferson and Hamilton not really seeing eye to eye, um, and then you have Madison and. Jefferson talking in the background and he's like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can reason with this guy. Like, you know, if we let if we let him handle the country's finances, you know, maybe he'll give us the capital and we move it from New York to, you know, <laughs> I guess Virginia Washington. at the time. Or Washington. Yeah. Washington is <laughs> yeah, Virginia. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So, <laughs> so, you know, and then they're like, huh, that, that's not a bad idea. But then you hear Burr in the background being like, he like Hamilton played the game because he's like, yeah, you can have like the capital air quotes, but like we know who really has the power, and that's that's Hamilton, <laughs> you know. So it's it was it was cool. It was interesting. I liked that. 
Um, and then the actual debating in of itself, you know, and, you know, Jefferson's like, why would we let you handle our finances? We have it made in the shade, you know, and then you have Hamilton just being like, we know who's really doing the planting, you know, it, it, it's done in such a subtle way that it still is impactful, if that makes sense. And uh, I do like the implementation of John Lawrence because John Lawrence was the was the first well, founding father American to raise the first black battalion. And they talked about that, the first ever black battalion to fight against the British at the time. So Americans forget black people, yes, also fought for your independence, even in the 1800s. Um, yep. Yeah, black people also fought for America yeah. to become America. People forget that as well. Um, and the first black battalion was led by John Lawrence. And guess what? After that, they killed him. We don't, the, the, how he died is mysterious. No one really knows how he died. They say he died in combat, but some people are saying that's not true. Um, for all we know, yeah, they might have. Power. Yeah, for for all we know, they might have been like, oh, these, you know, slaves are gonna just go all like they're just gonna be all over him, and before you know it, he's gonna have so much power, you know, or they're gonna help him overthrow yeah. us or whatever. I don't know what they were thinking, but you know, th it just makes you think, huh? If someone like John Lawrence and like Hamilton and some of these guys probably spoke more, perhaps slavery would have been disbanded long before when it was, you know. Um, and then later on, even in real life, you have Jefferson also writing in his journals before he died saying, you know, slavery is like holding a wolf on a leash. And one day it's either the wolf bites you or you're going to let it go and it's still going to bite you. So, so it's either it bites you to let it go or you let it go and it's still going to come back and bite you. And that was literally what Jefferson said. And he's like, we have no solution yeah. for that because we brought this on ourselves. Like we have to live with it now. And that's what America is living with right now. They let the wolf go. But it's still going to bite because guess what? You've been beating on this wolf for so many years. Of course, it's going to want its piece back. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's mm -hmm. good, good stuff. Good stuff with this musical. I guess. So, uh, <laughs> how much time we got? Yeah, I don't know. We have about 11 minutes, roughly. 11, okay. yeah. I tried to think of anything else that hasn't really been touched on. Um, oh, I was going to interject earlier on, we were kind of saying standout performances. King George, obviously, because he was funny. But the other one that really jumped out at me, I think it was Angelica, the actress who yeah. played her. Oh, yeah. I thought she had the best voice of the lot, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, she had a couple numbers in there that were really good. I really liked the one where she was like pining over how she didn't marry him, but her sister did instead. And it was like they rewound time, and then they're like re going through that old song, and she's doing a whole new one overlaid on top of it. That was a really good, uh, mm -hmm. just sort of well constructed musical or musical number, basically. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, what else was there? No, I really don't have much else to say on this. I, I enjoyed it, like, yeah. it, it, it was it was good. I, I would take a moment <laughs> to actually commend um, Lynn Miranda because Lynn Manuel Miranda. Because he, yeah. I don't know, he's he's a very, very scarce human to come across of. You know, like, you don't see people like him every day, if that makes sense, right? Like, the creativity he kind of has and the opportunities he's had to showcase those things. Um, let's not forget, even the In the Heights musical that, supposed, that was supposed to come out last year, but coming out this year, that's also him as well. Um, yeah. And I have hopes for that, too. That's probably going to be good. That's, you know, again, about the... Um, Latino or Latinx um, 
kind of displacement in America. Um, and it's a musical as well. That's probably going to be phenomenal as well. Uh, he's won the Pulitzer Prize for Hamilton, of course. Uh, he's won three Tony Awards, three Grammy Awards, one Emmy Award, and a MacArthur Fellowship. So he's like, he could die now and still be, I, I hope he doesn't. I want him to stay alive forever. <laughs> um, but literally, he could die now and just, he's already a legend. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's, it's fantastic. And I also appreciate his cameo in a lot of ongoing TV shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or, uh, you know, Modern Family or stuff like that. He's he he's kind of, you know, becoming that kind of Stan Lee type person who's like, oh, I'm just going to play this like Latino janitor in this TV show and hope no one notices me. And everyone's like, that's him. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just throw this out there yeah. just to add some unnecessary spice. He also had a cameo in Rise of Skywalker. Did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's in everything. That's the thing. But I don't know. He's just, he's becoming that familiar face, which which I kind of appreciate. Um, but yeah, he's, oh yeah, he was in, he was in The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Okay. He also contributed, he also contributed to the music for both of those films as well. So I mean, that's, that's, he's, the music is the, always the best part about Stars. Yeah, a hot take. Or... No, it's not. Um, <laughs> I said the best parts. What's better than the music in the new Star Wars movies? Okay, fair. <laughs> I said the the music part. is a six on ten at best. <laughs> not a huge fan of it, but the main theme was good in the eighties, or whenever the original came out. But I, I wasn't. It, it's, it, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no. I I have nothing else to really add about him. Yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think mm-hmm. everyone should watch it. Yeah, and the only people who are probably not going to watch it are racist, so I don't try to kill them. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I'm yeah. <laughs> I would like to say, though, if whatever, like, what's currently going on right now in America played out like a musical, I feel like it'd be much more entertaining. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Dude, give it. it was a musical. It was during the French Revolution. Yeah. It's called Les Miserables. <laughs> I'm just like, think about Trump's voice in a musical as Trump. No. Like, just think about no. that for no. one second. <laughs> no. No. What no. genre would you even assign him? <laughs> Yes, the genre of music has to be something that no one likes. I like a K-pop. K- <laughs> he would never do that. Have you met Trump? <laughs> they no. They would. They would have to do whatever genre he's singing in. He'd just be off key the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> I was like, have you met Trump? He's, there's no way he's doing K-pop. It's going to be very white nationalist propaganda based for sure. But done in so country. a superfluous way, I guess. <laughs> but he ain't country either. Yeah. No. <laughs> he hasn't stepped foot in the country. You know the times he's been to the country is when he stepped off his private plane onto the ground and then back onto his private plane. I'm just trying to fight. I'm just trying to imagine Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell in a cabinet rap battle. That would. (laughs) 
Honestly, you know, that's the thing. Nancy, wait, wait. Nancy Pelosi looks like she's the kind of person who'd be like, I don't listen to rap music, but Eminem. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. She's like a 79-year-old white woman. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, like I said, it, I don't know. What, watching this, like, in all seriousness, though, it, it, I don't know. It's just interesting because it, it makes me question sometimes if. What was that? I was going to say, should we give our final thoughts? Um, uh, yeah, we yeah. basically have. We just, I'm just trying to pad time a little bit. But I was just going to say, um, <laughs> it makes me question. Hey, you guys the... gave us final thoughts. <laughs> Pam, what's your final thought? You just <laughs> yes. <was> okay. <laughs> That's your final thought. It was a thought. meh. Um, if you like musicals, go watch it. If musicals aren't your thing, you may or may not have a strong negative reaction to it or a strong positive reaction. Mm. So I think if you don't watch, if you don't watch mu- musicals, go watch this. This might be the one that turns you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the part that made it work oh. for me was the fact that it was a stage play, because musicals as movies are very jarring to me. Where it's okay, why are the characters just stopping to do a musical number uh, in like a movie? It just doesn't work unless it's a Disney movie. Right. But the fact that it was on stage yeah. was just disjointed enough that it actually is like, okay, I understand why they're doing it this way because it's it's I a separate the, entity. I think the only musical I have enjoyed as a movie has been Lamez. Mm-hmm. Um, all other ones, um, it the stage performance is always way better. I enjoyed The Greatest Showman. You know, we're forgetting the best musical of them all. Which is? Cats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Have you heard Memory? The best piece of music ever made. Memory, right there. Great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that bombshell. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. On that bombshell. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that is one movie we will never review on this no, podcast. Never, guys. never, no, ever, ever. No, we're never touching that. We're never touching that. I said uh, the thing the closest we got to cats was last week <laughs> with her casting. Yeah, yeah. I could only handle like three minutes of that. I can't. I can't imagine a whole movie of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Hamilton, like, I we don't really need to do the conventional thing today i feel no. like it's just a yeah. if you like it go see it Brilliant. yeah like we, it's hard we to love qu- it. it's hard to quantize for me no. as well yeah, exactly because so it is so different mm-hmm. so we don't really have it's, to in my opinion yeah, i think it's possibly and this is just my opinion i think it's possibly the best broadway that i like and that's saying something because i've like i've seen lion king that's the only thing i've seen broadway but <laughs> this this in my opinion i think this was I mean, it's almost on the same level. Lion King's probably the best, but Hamilton man and Lion King are up there. Wait, 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 wait. Man who's only watched two Broadway plays says... Well, okay, 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 okay. So when I say I haven't watched... When I say watched, I mean like live, like I was there to see it. I, the only live I've seen is Lion King, right? When I, was, I saw that when I was a kid. But other than that, I haven't really okay. seen anything else. So like in person. I've seen I've seen yeah, Rent. We, we on are TV, not experts so. on this topic. Yeah, <laughs> we're I not. Would say, out of all the Broadway stuff I've seen, it's in the top five, but it is not my number one. Mm-hmm. 
I would all yeah. It's, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I would say also Broadway isn't really that friendly to black culture in general or culture of colored people, uh, no, people I of color. So Broadway is a very waspy culture. It's yeah, very, which is which again in my wait, my wait, opinion wait, 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 is Sam, yeah. Sam, go Sam, ahead, Sam. It's a very Pam culture. Yes. <laughs> hey, so. I'm not, I'm not so yeah, I'm so, sorry. I don't know why I came out today swinging at everyone. <laughs> so I don't know from my from my from where I'm coming from. I'm just if you're a person of color and you want to see yourself represented on Broadway. Um, those two are a good way to go. Um, there's a couple others as well, but the the rest are really white. I mean, no one wants to go Broadway see Mamma Mia. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, so, Mamma Mia. So, it's part again. of our culture, Sam. <laughs> Let them have this. Is, this Sam. is white people culture. <laughs> uh, I this by saying I was a theater kid. I don't know why I was a theater kid because I needed an extracurricular activity after I blew my knee and couldn't play soccer. Oh my goodness! But yeah, um, yeah, we're done. I don't know if you guys have anything else to plug or whatever. Now it's time to do it. You got two minutes. We'll go for it. Okay. Um. Yeah. In my infinite anime wisdom, me oh, and God. friend of the podcast Rhythm Malfunction, aka Jodolo, have an anime podcast, and it's mm-hmm. called Jodo's Bizarre Adventures or Jodo's Bizarre Podcast. I don't remember right now, but go check that out. Only if you watch anime. So not yeah. you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my goodness. I look down my... I look down at your picture books. I guess my piece of advice is the same as last week. Go have a glass of water. You're probably dehydrated. And at this point, we're all host plants of the motion. Wait, wait. Pam is doing that ad. Have a snicker. You're just hungry. <laughs> what a diet. I can't do that. Oh, Have a carrot. <laughs> a carrot. Jeez. Go eat my broccoli. Right here. Um, yeah. And anyways, with sorry, that bombshell, I'm off to France to get more guns and ships. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? Um, We're done. Yeah. Um, I would say right now, actually, the top, uh, just just for general knowledge, the top Broadway uh, musical right now, like just of all time, is actually Phantom of the Opera and Hamilton second. So Hamilton is up there. I was right. Yeah. It it is Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. So it's Phantom of the Opera, Opera, then Hamilton, then Chicago, um, then Wicked, then Lion King. So... Yeah, pretty much. Cats is not even top five. So, so, so there you have it. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, there's this really great Lindsay Ayres video explaining how Cats as a play is actually really bad. The video <laughs> is called Why is Cats? Go watch it. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, thanks for listening in to this episode, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Bye.